figured I would just sit down and just, you know, fuck it. Let's let's do a podcast. Hello? Really? We should do a podcast. Hello? Hey, this would be a great podcast. Let's fun. Let's do it. Cliffy, it's Uncle Cliff, Cliff. Cliffy? Hello, Cliffy? It's podcast time. Gimme, gimme, gimme a man after midnight. And now, the Birthday Boy Podcast. Are you listening? This is episode one. Clippy, it's Grandma Clip Clip. No way. I think it's gonna be terrible. Licky boom boom down. Clip, this is your uncle Clip Clip. Here's the host of Birthday Boy Podcast. Terrible. The one and the only. The Jenny Boy. Positivity is for fucking assholes. My little baby boy. Did you write La Poopy? Baby Butter Boy. On one of the sausage sandwiches. Womack style. Hey, Leo. Lindy. This sandwich says La Poopy on it. I love you. What are you trying to serve here? Toggling your balls. Any tips? Toggling your balls. For eating abroad. Uh, toggling his balls. Uh, Just below your nipple. Wait a minute. The biggest one yet. Grown ass adults. Toggle your balls. Wearing sports jerseys. Toggling your balls. The road rash book. Fifty shades of gray. Hot and twilight. The biggest one yet. Tremendous talent. Lindy. Oh my god. I got a little getting even to do. It's going to be outrageous. Kindness matters. Your grandmother. La Balena Blanca Bastante. Great Donnell Winslow. With a capable whitefish. Lippy baseball. The whitefish is semen. Lippy. The whitefish is semen. Sweet Fern piss stains. My little baby butter boy, little butter boy, clippy boy, baby boy. Knob, New Hampshire. Sweet Arnold P. Quackers. That's how you get blisters, Clippy. <laughs> That's how you get blisters. Fauntleroy Fuckleberry, and of course, Womack style. Anus Von Sweets. That short tastes delicious. In my mouth. Yeah, you got y'all got ratatouille. Bibleopoly, Cliff. Everybody down. Boggle, you balls. We got bigs at three o'clock. The oatmeal tasting booth. Get to your foxholes, goddammit! Boggling your balls. Hello, sixties, my old friend. Boggle, you balls. Baby butter boy. <laughs> I'm better than a lot of people. The biggest and the best. And I just want to point that out. You goddamn butter boy, son of a bitch. Cliff, this is Cliffbot 9000. I can't get a fuck out of you, son of a bitch. Wouldn't you like an oatmeal taste? Your grandmother just told me the good news. Oh, look up, look down, freak out, freak out, yeah. Helmet mayonnaise. Ever came up with fry yay? The rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in air. I hate you. And a delicious Helios pizza in your oven. It's partly cloudy. Hashtag blessed. Puzzle, you balls. I call it the Butter Boy Express. Womack style. Ching ching money. My so called friends. To the Womack family holiday spectacular. Happy to pop in and say hi. And now, here's the birthday boy. Why, thank you, Uncle Cliff. Yeah. Yes. Podcast time, baby. Oh, yeah, this this tune gets me so jacked up. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Cliffy. 
Oh my goodness. Episode 55. Still alive. For 55. God damn. How you doing? How are you? That's great. Terrific. Nice to hear that. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the birthday boy. Welcome to the birthday boy podcast. I'm going to talk like this. I'm going to talk really fast because uh, i got a lot to talk about. So I'm going to get to it. I'm going to be here forever. So I'm going to talk really fast. That's good. That's funny. That's funny. Funny jokes by me. Keeping it hilarious. Oh, where to start today? Where to start? God, there's a, there's an awful lot. Uh, what is this? I got notes here. Homeschooling, not going back. What am I supposed to talk about? That I put these notes down. This is why I don't do shorthand. I don't do shorthand when I take notes. When I take notes, I take I I jot down every. It's like a transcript. I get compliments at work for my note taking abilities, which is like the last thing that you want to get compliments on, because then guess guess who's stuck doing the notes forever and ever? Yeah, this guy. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I take good notes because I'm I'm not the kind of person, you know, some people can take shorthand notes and like two words and say, oh yeah, I know what this is. I know what I'm, I know what I wanted to talk about here. I, I know what the notes are on this. And I wrote down on my notes for today, <laughs> number one, NBA, who wins it all? Because that's, uh, <laughs> that's a, that's a big chunk of my audience is interested in knowing that. As as we found out from my NFL picks during the football season last year, that there's nothing there's nothing people want more than my take on sports and the NBA. I will say it's odd, uh, you know, Colin Cowherd, you uh, you know the sports guy there, the sports fella, Colin, Colin Cowherd. He thinks that the it's three teams, three teams have a chance of winning this NBA Finals that's coming up at the end of the month in a couple about what two weeks? Today's July seventeenth. Yeah, two weeks from yesterday, I think on the 30th, uh, the NBA, they're all down there in that COVID bubble. I mean, that perfectly insulated protection from all bad things bubble in uh, in the definitely not hot spot Orlando, Florida. Uh, the, the NBA guys are down practicing, getting ready, leaving, uh, leaving the premises regularly, even though they're not supposed to, tattling on the anonymous hotline. That's set up for people breaking the COVID rules. What do you expect? The rest of the world's... Not the world. What's the rest of the world's doing a pretty good job? It's fucking dumb fuck United States that, as always... My liberties! What about this not fair? (laughs) They've stripped my rights. What about my body and my choice? Oh, fuck off. This is going to lead to a totalitarian state where we're going to be wearing masks for the rest of our lives. <sighs> They're so dumb. Everybody's so dumb. Everybody's so dumb. You're so dumb. You are so dumb. I'm talking to, really right now, I'm talking to one person in particular who's never going to hear this podcast. And it's just so stupid. And the thing is, like, being dumb is one thing. Like, there's dumb people, and that's fine. Like, being dumb is being dumb. You can't always help being dumb. Being dumb and then being stubborn is the lethal combination. When you're an idiot and you refuse to believe when people present you with facts and science and information, even even you can spend all day uh, talking about how you are you love science 
and you're a, you're a seeker of truth and knowledge, and then you post uh, debunked conspiracy videos that were taken down by YouTube without realizing why, and your post says, hmm, interesting that YouTube keeps, keeps taking this down. Must be a reason for that. Yeah, because it's filled with lies, you dumb fuck. You hick. Uh, and then the next video you post is somebody talking about science, uh, scientific studies from 25 years ago. This is proof. I found the scientific evidence of why masks don't work. It's from the 90s. <laughs> oh. God, we've been looking at all these studies from, like, the last couple months. That's why we're wearing masks like sheeple idiots, because we, we haven't been looking at the studies from the mid-90s. Dean Martin was still alive in 1995. That's how long ago 1995 was. Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra was, were still alive in 1995. Dean Martin died on Christmas 1995. So unless you're talking about the last seven days of the month, the last seven days of the year, fucking Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra were still alive in 1995. The number of people who were still alive in 1995 that seem like they have been dead for centuries... You, you, I mean, give me a break. 1995, I was in 10th grade, 9th grade, 10th grade. We should be looking at those studies from that period of time. And then I will literally respond to this person kindly and say, you know, uh, you're wrong. <laughs> uh, everything you're saying is wrong. Like, it, truly, truly, everything you have said is wrong. This is one particular person. Nobody listening to this podcast knows who this person is. Uh, and it doesn't matter. It's not the horse fucker. The horse fucker unfriended me. I don't know when. But uh, it could have been when I said something about Tucker Carlson being an inbred. And only the inbreds <laughs> like to watch Tucker Carlson. I'm only, you know, uh, again, I'm only stating facts. <laughs> uh, he should bring back the bow tie. At least then you, you're like, oh, yeah, well, he's supposed to be a fucking asshole. He's wearing a bow tie. Look at him. Uh, in any event... People bitching about it like, oh, the government's making me wear my masks. I'm gonna, I guess I gotta call my gym now and tell them I'm gonna get $200 a month for me no more. 200 who the fuck is paying this kind of, for a gym, gym memberships cost like, not, it's like, I pay 80 bucks for the Y for the whole family. I think that's expensive. What kind of an asshole is paying $140 a month, $200 a month for a gym membership? Golly, you're stupid. Ah, uh, anyways, I mean, there's and there's a chance uh, there's a chance you might even listen to this. There's a very slim chance. There's a next to no chance that you're listening to this. But if you are, I don't even care. And you probably know who you are. I'm not even going to mention your name, but you know who you know exactly who you are because you heard the word stupid and stubborn. You said that's me because you'd you'd have to you'd have to be an even bigger idiot than I think you are to not know who I'm referring to. And I'm you know it doesn't matter. Who cares? It's it's irrelevant because nobody listening to this podcast knows who this person is. It is a person that only I am connected to in my, you know, in my, in my bubble, in my universe. And it's just nonstop. And then it's videos of like just some, like, some jackass in this studio. Uh, this, the scientific studies from 1995. And then the study, all it is, is telling you uh, the cloth mask versus the N95 mask, which any asshole with a brain has known from, if, if never before March. Everybody has known for the last three months that the N95 mask doesn't work because you're spitting the, you know, it's in with the good, out with the bad. It's good, 
the N95 is great for you, bad for everyone else. It's like it's like you're just going out there spitting on people, <laughs> spitting germs on people with an N95. Uh, we all knew that though, so we wear the cloth mask or the surgical type, you know, the the, the mask, the surgical mask, and uh, you know because we say, hey, we're not gonna sh- spread the germs. Uh, I'm not gonna spread with you, and then you're not gonna spread with me. So yeah. Uh, I know you're arguing that the mask doesn't actually protect you, which is literally true because nobody ever said that that was not the case. Uh, nobody ever said, like, wear a mask to protect yourself. You wear a mask to protect the other people around you, and they all wear a mask to protect you. So by doing that, everybody wearing a mask is protecting everybody. So you are protecting yourself, you dumb fuck. So I politely, uh, you know, mentioned that and and then, you know, called out all the all the other falsehoods that this person had on this post and then she came back. I mean, it was just like, ooh, I guess I, I guess I struck a nerve. Should I read the? Th- I should read the thing. I should read the thing. Well, why wouldn't I? Why just allude to it when I can just fucking flat out read it? That's what the podcast is all about, right? I gotta, I gotta do it now while while uh, we're still technically Facebook friends. Let's see. Yeah, I mean nobody. And now it's funny because people are starting to like shut her down. Oh. Oh my goodness, did she take it down? Oh no, okay. Uh, yeah. I'm not in favor of mass mandates, blah, blah, blah. And here's the thing. Here's the thing from the New England Journal of Medicine. Like, the first time ever that's actually quoted, like, a reputable source. Great. Congratulations. Uh... I just couldn't, I couldn't help myself. I just, I'm not, I just, I can't, I wish I could just keep scrolling, and most of the time I do, and then most of the time I actually don't. And I wish I could, I just can't, I can't just, I can't just keep scrolling, I can't do it, I can't do it, I can't do it. So, uh, I posted an article that I thought was pretty good, because this individual keeps screaming about how there's no science behind the masks, and there's no, the science is not settled is the terminology that's used, like, settled. It's pretty fucking settled. I mean, even if there, even if it wasn't settled, whatever that means, um, just look at the idiot states. Look at Texas. That's one of the biggest idiot states there is. Look at Florida. That's another idiot state. Look at Arizona. The South. Just let's just say the South and Florida and Texas and Arizona, like home of the morons, right? We're looking at that stuff. And you see the red whenever they show you a map on the news... And uh, and you, and it says you know nobody's wearing masks and also here's where all the things are spiking, and then you look at the like the northeast and it's pretty steady in some cases like even like decreasing a little bit. Maine is decreasing, Delaware is decreasing, uh, New Hampshire, Massachusetts have been you know they Massachusetts had like major issues back in March and April and they they brought it down they brought they they did it, you know the social distance the mask shit. Uh, you're required to, Massachusetts has a mask mandate and they've like gotten this thing reasonably under control compared to other places. Like it's not, it's not really that difficult. Oh, the I'm still waiting for the science to come in on whether or not these things work, even though the ones uh, with places where nobody's wearing the masks are seeing uh, record setting outbreaks uh, in line with like some, I bet last week on the podcast, but in line with some other countries. Uh, but I'm waiting for the science. So there's an article from June 26th. It's not that long ago. This is pretty pretty recent. It's more recent than 1995. I can tell you that much. Uh, still confused about masks. Here this, here's the science behind how face masks prevent coronavirus. And it's a whole thing. It's a great article. It's really... 
it's a study that actual, you know, science people, people with brains, and it links to these other studies within other studies. You couldn't ask for more. For somebody who says, I haven't seen the science, I gave her the science. I said, here's some science. It's just one article. And then there's videos with, you've seen the guy where you see like a like a thing of his breath, you know, when he's not wearing a mask, and he just, it's just, blah, 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 like all of his, his disgusting breath just going everywhere, just shooting, spitting out like a dragon, like a fire-breathing dragon. And, and then he puts the mask on, and it's like, it's barely, you know, it's a little stuff is sneaking out, but but only within like an inch of his face. It's like what? What else? What are you? What else are you waiting for? Oh, oh, oh! You're just a selfish fucking baby. I, I, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Uh, so I posted this. A pretty good article on face masks and some of the science behind their importance. Links within the article are helpful too. Uh, I've never seen anything that suggested the mask is for self-protection. I mean, because it's not. Because nobody's ever said that. You dope. You dope. Uh, but rather the protection of those around you. It says that on disposable mask containers as well. Which it does. I have a bunch of disposable masks from Costco. I got some online back in the day when I thought, like, we're never going to be able to find masks anywhere. And, you know, so we have some disposable ones that are a little smaller for the kids to wear. I have some cloth ones that Kimmy made. And, and by the way, I wear the cloth one once a week. I go out. I get my groceries. I don't take it. I put it on uh, when I leave. I don't take it off until I get home and have washed my hands. And then it goes right into the, the laundry. And that's it. One one and done. Gets washed. Do it again. And Kim made a few. So if I have to go out again, I can, I can choose another mask or choose a disposable mask. But on the box, it says, does not protect. I think I've read this on the podcast. Does not protect against fucking... It doesn't protect you. That's the whole... It protects others, you fucking selfish child. Oh, you walnut. Anyways, uh, yeah, it says on the disposable mask containers... If everyone wore a mask, then the lack of spread leads, leads to self-protection. I'm protecting you with my mask, you're protecting me with yours, and so on. So if you have a cashier working eight hours at a store, like they're doing, like they've been doing since March for fucking peanuts, interacting with hundreds of people at a grocery store, it's just a helpful way of keeping them as safe as possible. I view the mask mandates as a reasonable response to large groups of the population not being able to self-govern as opposed to an Orwellian or Atwoodian Big Brother body control scheme. By the way, I mention this because her source for how the government is taking over and controlling us with these masks is the fucking handmaid's tale that she's watching on Hulu. And she looked at The Handmaid's Tale and said, Ah, oh, this is how it all begins. Yes, the documentary known as The Fucking Handmaid's Tale is what you should be referencing for your scientific information. You fucking thumb. Holy mackerel. So, uh, sorry to burst your bubble, bubble, that's a work of fiction, you dumb bastard. I'm telling you that because people are babies... They have the government has to step in and say, "Hey, babies, put your masks on, because you're a bunch of babies." I said Massachusetts has a mask law that went into effect, uh, went into place in May, and they've seen a major downswing versus March when places like Boston had a Biogen conference that created a super spreader event when we didn't know anything back early on before anyone knew what the heck was going on. Similar to Tulsa in recent weeks, which had which had just a modest size indoor event. You know, she may be a 45 supporter, maybe a little. A little dig, but also it's not really a dig, it's facts. Those numbskulls went down there, all 6,200 of them, not a, not 1 million, 6,200. They went to Tulsa, they had a modest size, like a birthday party size indoor event, 
in which uh, masks, I, I think I might have more people listening to the Birthday Boy podcast that went to, went to that thing. <laughs> Modified indoor event in which masks weren't worn. Now they're seeing a surge in cases. Why do I say that? Because it's true! LOL. And she mentioned, like, it's a lot better than, uh, you really think it's healthy wearing the same mask you leave on the seat of your car for weeks with all your germs on it? And I'm like, nobody fucking does that. Who do you know that takes, are you so, st are you projecting? Is this just like, is this what you do? Because I don't know anybody, everyone I know who has a cloth goddamn masks, mask, they put it on, they do what they need to do, and then they take it off and they wash it. They put it in the fucking laundry bin. If you have a disposable mask, you use it for what you need to use it for, for one time. And when that's over, you take it off and it goes in the trash. You stoop. So I said, LOL, I don't know anyone who is reusing a cloth mask without washing it or leaving it on the car seat, but I'm sure they are out there. Uh, which I am sure they're out there, and that's gross. Uh, I just said, for me, I put my mask on. Uh, I put on my mask before my weekly grocery run and after I've washed slash sanitized my hands. Then I don't remove it until I'm home and have washed my hands again. Then mask goes in laundry. When you add in the fact that there's still we are still learning about what this virus does and the potential long-term damage that can occur, I'm more than happy to cover my face to help contain the thing. Additionally, not having health insurance, which I don't, uh, that makes it a little more scary. But I make good money, so it's not the end of the world. The cashier at the store who doesn't have health, health insurance and doesn't make good money, that sucks. And also, uh, yeah, and they, the cashier at the store doesn't and also might not have health insurance. So for those reasons, even though it totally sucks... And it does. Nobody's out there like, hey, isn't this great? Isn't this way better? Remember last summer when we weren't wearing masks? Remember the previous, like, 100 summers when we weren't wearing masks at all? And it was fine? Remember that? Oh, man, did that suck. I sure am glad we get to go out in the fucking 95-degree heat with these fucking cloth masks on. We all love it. No, we all fucking hate it, but some of us aren't fucking babies. You turd. So for those reasons, even though it totally sucks, I'm good with wearing a mask. And I'm good with mask mandates, too. And then the response is, is wild. It's all over the place. It's just, I, whatever I did, uh, I just, yeah, boy, I did, I strike a nerve. I didn't, nothing in my thing I don't, I don't think was condescending. You know, I mentioned that little reference to the, to the rally in Tulsa. Fine, fine. Uh, but I don't think I said anything that was out of line. I don't think, I mean, I, everything I said was, was also factual. So I, I don't know. Uh, so the response was, if people really cared about the health of other people, they would have cared about people coughing and sneezing in public six months ago. They would be up in arms over people smoking in any open air space. They would not speed or cut people off or open doors for people. You know, apples to apples. They would have boycotted all fast food places and not been upset when NYC tried to ban the super extra large gulp glasses. I could go on and on. Well, then do it, because anyway, I am fully convinced that selling this as doing it for others is not the correct way to sell it in our society. Yeah, because of people like you, because of fucking selfish fucking assholes. It's actually it's been sold to me perfectly. Nobody's had to sell it to me. I just get it. Like, okay, this could, this, this helps. This could like save somebody. You know, I know that's an extreme thing, but like we all have our masks on and this reduces the chance we could actually like save somebody 
maybe not necessarily if they were not saving their lives, but maybe we could. Or if not saving their lives, we're saving them a big giant hospital bill, a fucking month on a ventilator. But you know, you need it. I need it pitched to me differently. All right, Karen. I'd like to speak to the manager. I don't like how this. I don't like how this ad campaign about saving each other's lives has been pitched to me. Sell, sell compassionate somewhere else, because I ain't buying. Maybe they should try a different scare tactic if they really wanted to convince people they worked. Ooh, I did. I struck a nerve. Somebody's upset. Somebody was very upset with this. I mean, really, so upset. And I made a pretty regular, I, I made a standard response, and then I went about my day, and then, you know, sh she didn't respond to my response, because what could she say? Like, I've called you out, you're a dope, and you're an asshole, and you're a, you're advertising it. So I kind of picked apart everything that she said, because it was stupid. So uh, as far as the smoking in public, I despise people smoking in public. I wish it were only allowed in private homes, which it practically is. That's the other thing. Okay, why don't people care about smoking? Well, guess what? Uh, not that long ago, like 20 years ago, you could smoke pretty much everywhere. Like 30, 40 years ago, you could smoke anywhere. Smoking around children, smoking in ev everybody's houses, had ashtrays on the coffee table, on the end tables, on the kitchen table. Think about it. Any Anybody growing up in the 80s, do you remember going to somebody's house, particularly the elderly, but really anybody in your family that didn't have like ashtrays lying around, people smoking at the backyard barbecue, my dad puffing away on his cigars, a cigarette, my grandmother with her cigarettes, you know, give me a fucking break. There's a, I can, uh, there's a Christmas vid. Christmas 1983. My aunt, who I can't even picture with a cigarette in her mouth, and luckily hasn't smoked since about 1983. She's sitting there we're, with little kids, three years old, one year old, playing around the Christmas tree, and there's, you know, puff puff cigarettes all over the place. You could smoke on an airplane. You could smoke in restaurants, bars, everywhere. You could smoke everywhere. There were ashtrays everywhere. You can smoke everywhere. And now you can't because it was a fucking selfish, shitty thing to do because it was harmful to other people, particularly those who weren't smoking, particularly like children who weren't smoking. So they stopped it. You dope. Uh, as for the speeding, uh, well, I, I mean, un unless her point was to prove my point, maybe that was it. Uh, I mean, for speeding, they do have laws and they give out fines and tickets if you get caught speeding. So yeah, good point about the speeding. It is dangerous and people still do it. And luckily, a lot of people get caught speeding. And they get tickets. And then eventually they might even get their license taken away. Because you're not supposed to do that. Uh, holding the door open for somebody. Yeah. It's totally. We're in the same arena. Holding the door. COVID. So I said, yeah, the door thing sucks. I always open and hold doors. But it drives me nuts when others don't. However, I've never died from a slammed door. Although I've probably jinxed it by saying that. I hear you on the fast food and the big gulps. But aren't those more of a self-harm thing? Are they force-feeding Big Macs to strangers in... And then I mentioned the state that this person lives in. Uh, Texas. Fuck it. Are they force-feeding Big Macs to strangers in Texas? Because that's, you know, uh, you have no point unless that's something that's happening. If they're holding people down and shoving a Big Mac into somebody's mouth against their will, then it's not the same thing at all. Uh, in any event, I agree. Getting people to help others has failed. So I'm good with the mandate. As for prior to six months, I know a lot of people are afraid to call in sick slash can't work remote slash don't have sick time. It took a global pandemic and hundreds of thousands of dead people to get a little flexibility for some. 
I'm lucky that whenever I've been sick in the past, I can just log in from my home. And in the future, if I have to go in for some reason and I'm sick, I'll wear a mask. I'm good with it. Now we know better. That's part of the whole thing. Evolution, growing, learning. As a society, we learn. You know, you do things the wrong way. Like, hey, sure, everybody can smoke on an airplane. Hey, sure, everybody can smoke in a fucking children's restaurant. Sure, you can smoke in a movie theater. You can smoke any goddamn where you went. Want. Oh, you know what? Actually, that's probably a... That's terrible. We. I wonder, maybe we shouldn't... Maybe people shouldn't be smoking in airplanes. And fucking family restaurants. Even though we have a smoking section, it's actually, you know, it's like it's like 10 feet from the non-smoking section. It turns out there there is really no non-smoking section. You remember, I, it seems like such a bygone era, and I'm so glad my kids are never going to have to even experience it. You know, unless they go to some shithole like Mississippi, which they never will, hopefully. Who fucking wants to go there? Uh, you know, growing up, who doesn't remember? You go into a restaurant, smoking or non-smoking section. And then, you know, oh, non-smoking. Well, that's about an, uh, that's a three-hour wait, but we have something available right now in smoking. And we'd be like, huh. yeah, okay, I guess we'll go sit by the cigarettes. And it's disgusting. And you can't, your food's disgusting. The smell, oh my God, it's sick. It's so gross. And now you can't do it. And I live in a community where you're not allowed to smoke. I've mentioned this. I rat people out for smoking. If I see somebody smoke, I've, I've opened up the window. I've gone out onto my porch and said, excuse me, <laughs> this is a non-smoking, very politely. Excuse me, I haven't seen you before. I just want to let you know this is a non-smoking community. Oh, it is. Oh, yeah, great. Which is code for go fuck yourself. I want to smoke my cigarette. And me saying, oh, no worries. Is go code for go fuck yourself. Get out of here with your cigarette. You stoop. I've said that twice now. Stoop. It's a, it's, I guess it's a short, it's a shorthand for stupid. You stupid. Uh, so anyway, and that was it. There was no response to that. Cause what's, what's the response going to be? Unless the response is, wow, you're right. I'm so stupid. I see how dumb I am now. I mean, what else can you say besides that? That's the only, that's the only thing there is. Oh man. Got some 90 degree temps. I'm watching. I got Mark Wankum on. I got Wankum. Wankum's giving uh, giving the lowdown here. Oh, the last couple days were so nice, and now it's back to just being July. Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna feel like a hundred degrees on Monday. It's gonna be in the mid nineties Saturday and Sunday. This is just awful. It's just awful. Ah, oh, it costs so much cranking the AC. So money. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. Oh, anyways, what was I? This this was something else. NBA bubble. I don't even know. So, anyways, so yeah, so this moron is uh, it's it's pretty wild. It's been pretty wild. It's a wild, it's a wild time. Oh man, yes, science. I'm a I'm a champion of science. I'm a I'm a seeker of truth and knowledge. Oh, look at that. Yeah, 93, 95, and then there's more 90s. God damn it. Saturday, 90, feels like 94. Sunday, 94, feels like 98. Monday, 94, feels like 100. What are you doing, Wankum? What are you doing to me, Wankum? Wankum! Wankum! <sighs> Winning an award. Yes, got it. I got, so, so let me give you a little low down here. I got Wheel of Fortune. I've got many screens right now. I have just, you know, this is the home studio. This is the home office. This is the home. This is it. This is, this is where I live. I live at this desk. 
And so I've got the TV. I've got two TVs, uh, which normally the TV next to the computer is my second monitor for my work computer. Uh, but when it's podcast time, it goes on to regular old TV. So I've got Wheel of Fortune. Uh, I've got I've got Wankum. I've got Mark Wankum and uh, Maria Stefanos and the rest of the gang on the uh, on WCVB News. Uh, Storm Team Five. Mark Wankum, or Wankum as he likes to say. That's like Cliff saying Womack. Your name's not Womack, you prick. It's Womack. Your name's not Wankum, Mark. It's Wankum. The seven-day forecast with Mark Wankum. Oh, it just looks so brutal. But the good news is it's a great excuse to not leave. You know, just like when it's 20 below in winter, and I say, Great! I don't have to leave the house on a Saturday when it's 20 below and there's just the winds are whipping and the blizzards. Oh, there's nothing better because you don't have to leave because what's the pressure to leave the house? I'm 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 just as miserable on a beautiful day because then I feel like I got to get out there. I got to get out there. I have to breathe in that air. And I can even I can wear a mask when we go downtown and when like I don't die of my own CO2 poisoning. It's the craziest thing. It's the craziest thing. I don't. Not once have I died. I, ha- I have a 0% death rate when I wear a mask. It's unbelievable. Oh, man. So, so, so I've, got, I've got Wankum on one TV. I've got, I've got Patch Sajak on the other TV. Uh, and I've got, uh, what, what time is it? Well, I've got New Hampshire Chronicle. I've got the NBC News, the local Boston News. And then I've got the Golf Channel. I just have I, I have TV screens and I have iPads and I just have devices with shows on. Oh, so yeah, so I've got good old New Hampshire Chronicle. I've got news. I just I, I, I you know I enjoy. I think I think Boston has some of the finest local news. Uh, you know that you're gonna find. It's not like uh, some of the other places I've lived where it's uh, it's less than stellar. I mean these are you know this is this is the big time. You know, this is the, these are the, these are the big boys here. He's got the big boy newsman and woman pants on. Uh, you know. Anyway, so I've so I've got so I so I solved the puzzle on the wheel. It was pretty pretty easy one. Uh, I'm all, I'm all over the, I'm all over the place. I just you know I'm so amped up. I just wanted to get out here and do a podcast. So I, who cares? The mask, the COVID. Um, so, anyways, back to my back to my note from 35 minutes ago. Homeschooling, not going back. I mean, I guess that's it's pretty simple. Uh, either the schools are going to offer the remote, the full remote, or that's it, man. We told the kids, like, sorry, gang. Uh, I I would like for you to be healthy and to survive. So, uh, you're not setting foot in that school in the fall. What do you think about that? And they're like, yeah, that's fine. We really miss our friends. Also. We're good. We'll we'll live to see them another day. And uh, yeah, and if the school district uh, doesn't get their shit together and offer a full remote option, well, there's lots of good homeschooling out there. Uh, we've been researching them these last few weeks. Uh, I mean, I researched it years ago when we when we still lived in the South, and I thought, yeah, eh, maybe maybe this is the way to go. Uh, and then we moved up here, and it's all good. But uh, yeah, Jesus Christ, who doesn't want? I, I want my kids to. I want to. You know, we, everybody wants it to go back. You know, schools open, everybody's back, seeing their friends, all that shit. 
Uh, I don't I don't want everything to get back to normal because I'm fucking thriving under this scenario. Not having to leave the house is is all I've ever wanted, and now I've all my dreams are coming true. But it's a nightmare for so many people that I, I want this to end for them. But I want to retain uh, the things that have been nice for me. But anyway, so I guess that's my note. The kids are yeah, we're gonna homeschool them if they if the school doesn't allow. Why did I yeah? What why is that a topic? Is that is there anything? What else can I say to that? Uh, it's a mess. All the all the teachers are f- furious because the dopey governor uh, gave a statement and he basically said, "Sununu, Sununu, Governor Sununu, Sununu, um, <laughs> Sununu." He uh, basically came out and he said, uh, "Yeah, so everybody, uh, whatever you fucking do, that's what you do." I. I'm not. What what am I supposed to say? What am I supposed to govern? I'm supposed to govern you. I mean, that's just, you know, what's this big brother that I'm supposed to govern you? Uh, So yeah, so every every city and town uh, throughout New Hampshire, you can just do whatever you want. Uh, You want you want masks? Great. You you make them wear the masks. If you don't, great. Uh, It's great. It's all great. Whatever you decide to do is great. Uh, Seacrest out. Basically, that was the end of the, the the press conference. And, uh, and basically, basically it was, it was determined that he was just using talking points from a consulting firm from the White House <laughs> because everybody just wants the kids to go back. Nobody's doing anything else in person, but the kids can go back because the kids haven't shown any signs uh, that they're getting sick uh, because we haven't tested any of the kids because they've been home since March. Uh, back in March when things weren't even remotely as bad as they are now, when we pulled them all out of school. But now we're talking about, you know, things haven't improved at all. You know, it's gotten way worse. So we think it's uh, it's the right time to send them all back. It's the right time to send them all back. Yeah, you know, it's all good. Oh, man, it's crazy. So, yeah, we're not, they're not going back. Not mine. Sorry. Uh, the NBA bubble. The, you know, they've got uh, back to the original, original topic. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, Colin Cowherd. He said, the, he said the Milwaukee Bucks, the Boston Celtics, and the Los Angeles Clippers, the Clippers, are the only teams with a chance to win the NBA Finals in this bubble. And I, admittedly, I didn't hear why. I, I'm sure he gave a why. But here's what I can tell you. That's bullshit. That's fucking bullshit. Uh, look, do they have a great chance? Of course. Uh, I'd love to see the cell. I, I, I want to see Kimba Walker. I want to. I want him to get that goddamn knee fixed up. Uh, you know, he's had four months. Get that knee back in good shape, good health, and get out there and like win a title. I want to see. Uh, you know, the Hornets aren't in this thing, so okay. And Kimba's not a Hornet. He's a Celtic. So I want to see. I want to see Kimba as a Celtic. Even if it's in the stupid bubble league in Orlando, it's still the NBA, and it's still the finals and all that, you know, playoffs. I want to see Kemba Walker win. I want to see him go and, you know, get a, get a championship, get a ring. It would be awesome. Uh, so, yeah, and do the Celtics have a Of course. But the idea that none of the other teams don't have a chance is stupid. But that's what Colin Cowherd does. He makes, you know, similar to the Birthday Boy podcast, he says something just to, you know, just to say it. He doesn't know what he's talking about half the time. This, this no, I mean, it, it, it could be the fucking, uh, you know, it could be Denver and and Brooklyn. I, you know, who knows? Why not? Why not? It could be. 
because think about it. Last time they played NBA basketball was March 11th. It is July 1-7. July 17th. One, two, three. That's four months. In the regular season, the regular season ends in April. If there's no COVID, the season ends in the middle of April, and the the, the, the preseason starts uh, like the beginning of October. So what's that? Five months? That's five months. It has been four months. It will be five months. Uh, it'll be almost. It'll be four and a half months when they start playing basketball. If a play, if a team goes into the playoffs, that goes into May. If they go into the finals, that goes into June. So the team, the teams that are playing in the final games of an NBA season, well into like Father's Day, they get two, three, three and a half months off. So for some teams. This break will have been longer than an off-season. For the other teams, it will be the same amount, and for the rest of the teams, it will be not that much different. So as far as I'm concerned, this is a complete reset. You've also got guys, there's guys who are just like, fuck that, I'm not going. Uh, I'm sick or I'm injured or I don't want to. No, not doing it. Uh-uh, not, not getting that. And so they're staying home. So the teams aren't going to be quite be the same. And the notion that the Lakers are not in this thing, like, are you, what are you, crazy? But it's, I, I get it, it's to get a rise out of people. And look at me, I'm talking about Colin Cowherd. In life, sometimes, and that's my Colin Cowherd, Baker Mayfield. He loves Baker Mayfield, by the way. They're good buddies. They're great buddies. That's the heart on Fox Radio. You know, sometimes in life, I can't do I wish I could do him. He's it's such an easy, it's such a caricature sounding voice, the Colin Cowherd voice. I wish I could do it, but eh. anyways. So I the current the, to me the current standings in the NBA are I wouldn't say meaningless, but they ha, they they have less meaning, so I guess they are meaningless. They mean less than before. Hey, look at that. It's that James uh, it's the guy who reminds me of Cliff, the Jeopardy champion. James James something. Anyways, he's on Jeopardy. It's a it's a repeat. Everything's a repeat now. I don't even know what some of these shows are now that the now that my news programs have ended. I don't know. This is like prime time, or no, it's seven thirty. But I don't know what any of this shit is. Okay, uh, so the NBA. That's that's who knows. Uh, oh, here's something. Here's huge. I'm, I'm I'm bouncing all over, gang. So just just. Hang in. Just hang in. Hang with me. That's what the Birthday Boy podcast is. That's what we do. We just bounce all over the place, and then you, and then you hang in. Uh, okay. I'm looking at my notes. Looking at my notes. Uh, I, I've got an announcement, and this is huge. This is huge for me. Uh, my hair, my, my mohawk, my brohawk, dude, is... Oh, what am I... Where's my... Uh, it's longer than ever. Uh, I have not cut. Kimmy has given me, I think, two, maybe three haircuts since the COVID thing, pandemic, quarantine thing started. And um, and those, the haircuts have been all the hair on the sides and the back of my head. And all the hair on the top of my head has been completely left alone. It has, been, it has not been touched at all. So... Well, what happens to hair that keeps growing? That's what's happening. It's growing. Let me look at myself in the mirror. Let me just... Yeah, 
it's it's huge. I have huge. I mean, I have, I have thick hair all the time. This is the longest my hair has ever been. I mean, it's short. You know, it's longest on top, but it's the longest anytime. Like even when I let all of my hair grow out, it's never ever been this long because I've never, I've never in my life gotten to a point where I can do what I did today. And even a week ago, I couldn't do this, which is that my hair is so thick and so curly that no matter what, even a, even with a strong gust of wind, my hair doesn't move. It stays exactly where it is. The only thing that makes my hair move is if, you know, like bedhead or if I move it myself um, or if it's or if it's soaking wet. Like if I just come out of the shower or a pool, I when I was a kid, I loved that because all as a kid, I desperately wanted to have hair that just, you know, that just had a natural bounce to it. <laughs> that just moved. Because I would watch wrestling and Ric Flair and, I don't know, Ted DiBiase and all these guys, Rowdy Roddy Piper, I don't know. All these guys, you know, they'd get real angry and they'd start yelling, you know. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, start yelling. And then their hair would be like flipping and flopping all over the place. And I thought, well, how, how come so many people, and I would just look at like friends and stuff who would just barely move their hair, move, barely move their head and their hair would move a little bit. And I was so jealous. I thought that's so cool. You could just like, you could just flip your head and your hair moves. I could sit here all day long and it wouldn't, but not even a, a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a hair. It wouldn't move at all. Like, gale force winds, maybe. Maybe something like that. And today, I could feel on top of my... I said, something's... what? My head feels different when I'm, like, I moved, and I could feel, like, movement. Like, is there somebody up there? Is there somebody on top of my head? And then I stood in front of the mirror and nodded my head, you know, like a Chris Farley kind of thing, and my hair's... It's flopping and bouncing all over the place. I thought, oh, my... Oh my God! It's it's really it's happening! It's happening! The thing I've always I've never seen on my head I've dreamed of since I was a child for my hair to be able to have a natural bounce, and now I have it because it's just so goddamn long and it's so heavy that it has to it has to move. It's just the laws of physics have finally caught up to my hair, or has my hair caught up to the laws of physics? Either way, it's it's unbelievable. And I have like I have neck and back pains because of all the times I keep walking up to the mirror and going like this with my head, just to see my hair bounce a little bit. What can I do? I I, I just I'm, I'm so excited. It's a huge, it's a huge, it's a huge moment for me. It's a huge moment. I can't even tell you. It's a huge moment for me. And so this this baby is just gonna keep on growing. We're gonna see where this where this thing goes. And the good thing is I can put you know. When the time comes to like, okay, everybody back to the office, uh, you know, I got a bunch of product. I, I put a hand, a little, a little dollop of gel in my hands and I slick it back, touch it up a little bit. It's, it's good. It looks like a regular normal person's hair as opposed to this giant dead cat on my head. Uh, but I'm so, I'm so thrilled that it's moving on its own. And it reminds me, probably the last time that I had hair that was this long, and my my whole head of hair was well, it wasn't. It never got to be this long because it just it would just poof out all over. I would look just silly. I would look so even sillier than I look now with this dumb mohawk. Uh, this would have been like maybe I don't know, two thousand three, two thousand four, two thousand five, somewhere in there. <laughs> and Kimmy and I. 
because we didn't know any better back in our early 20s. We'd just occasionally go and eat at Applebee's. Yeah, I know, I know. So, so much regret. So much money money wasted on such a garbage dump of a rut. So many dumpy garbage TGI Friday Olive Garden Applebee's places. And we have... Uh, Oh, it just makes me crazy the amount of times we ate at those fucking shitholes. Anyway, uh, so we ordered some food. This is, yeah, I'm 23, 24, something like that. We ordered food, and uh, it's just table for two. The two of us are sitting there, and uh, we ordered, I ordered a steak, because, mmm, yum, Applebee's steak, that's eating good in the neighborhood. And... I had very big hair. It was just very long hair, and I was wearing a sweater. And the lady, the waitress girl, came up with our food, and she came up behind me. So she's facing Kim, and she came up behind me. <sighs> and I'll never forget, she puts our food down, and before she even looks at me, she just saw the back of my head. She saw Kim's face and the back of my head with my big hair that looked like a perm from the 80s. And she puts down our food, and she says... Here's your food, ladies. And I looked up, and of course, I've got, like, you know, beard, facial hair, goatee, that whole thing. And she just looked at me in horror, like a deer in a headlight. And she's, oh, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I was like, uh, that's okay. And then, of course, lucky me, I was facing the hostess. Uh, as a hostess? Uh, whatever. You know, the, the greeting, the people who greet. I would say maitre d'. I don't think Applebee's is exactly a maitre d' territory. But anyway, where the hostess stands, I was facing that, and I could see the waitress go over to her friend at the stand, and I could see them, and then, like, chuckling and cracking up, and then both of them turning and looking at me, and then cracking up and then turning back and looking at me. And I was staring right at them, and I, like, waved, like, yeah, me, I'm, I'm the lady. It's me. I'm the lady with the steak. Thank you. Thanks, thanks, Applebee's for keeping a holding everyone to the highest standards of excellence. The food, the service, the atmosphere, everything is just five stars here at Applebee's. I don't know how that place is still. F I I don't understand how some of these places. But that's the thing. You've got people. You wonder how is Applebee's a thing, and how is uh you know fucking Denny's, uh, you know, and all these pla how. Uh, and then you, you gotta, I don't want to wear a mask because my liberties. It's like, oh, oh, right, right, right. There's just like tons of morons. I forgot. I for, I keep forgetting. I keep forgetting myself not being a moron. I forget. I forget. Uh, so anyway. But I don't care. I don't care. If you thought I was a woman back in my early twenties with the big hair, I don't. I don't give a shit. Cause guess who can move his hair now? I'm doing it right now. Yes. Man, oh man. Uh, did you ever notice? Did you ever, did you ever notice this? Did you ever notice how like it doesn't happen to me so much anymore? But what is it with like dads and wanting to like you can't see me, but the wavy thing with their hands when somebody's like when somebody's parking a car in the driveway, like. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't ask for this. I didn't ask for. Uh, oh, what's what's the guy called? The air traffic guy. What are those guys called on the runway? They're called like is it air marsh. Not air marshal, but they're like marsh. They're marshaling. They're marshalers. You know, they got the the sticks, 
and they're waving the plane. Okay, back, back, back. Okay, okay, stop, stop. You're at the terminal. You're at the gate. Uh, you're, you know, you're at the thing. Open the door. Blah blah blah. Uh, it's like it's it's like a dude thing. It's like a dad thing. So many times throughout my life where I've just like pulled pulled my car into the same driveway, like when I was a kid, it was my parents' house, or at a parking lot or something. And uh, my, you know, there's times where I would just go over to like visit my family, and uh, and then there, and my dad's in the garage or something, and I, I'm pulling the car up to the, you know, up the driveway, and he'll come out and he'll like he'll start waving me like air traffic, like the air marshaler guy. He starts waving me with his little, you know, with his hands, with his little air control thing. Like, okay, keep it coming. You're almost, and I'm like, I, I can see. And then he's, and then he puts the hand, hand, all right, all right, stop, stop, stop. And I, I'm like, and my father-in-law did the same thing. Well, I, it drives me fucking bananas. He's like, hey, whoa, whoa, stop, stop, stop. I'm like, do you, do you ever stop and wonder how so many people don't drive their cars right into the living room when you're not there? How I just I don't just go careening through the garage door when you're not there to air marshal me into my spot. Do you ever wonder? Do you ever think that maybe there's a possibility, just a, just an off chance that I might actually have functioning eyeballs and I can see, I can see that there's a car in front of me or a garage door that's closed in front of me or a or a pillar or a mailbox or something, and I'm not actually going to hit it. Like I, you can st- you got, you got room. You got room. Come on. No, you're good. You're good. I know. I know. And even if I'm off by like six inches, who cares? What are you expecting? What are you like? Yeah, is this like your valet? Is this a parking garage? You need to free up the spaces. You have like commuters coming in to, you know, park and ride. No, it's just me. It's just me. Come on. Keep coming back. Let's, oh, 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 stop, stop, stop. You're good. All right, turn off the gas. <laughs> oh, is that the next step of the process? Do I turn off the car? Is that because I was just going to leave it running for the next two hours while we had Sunday dinner? Okay, so so I turn off. The, so I take the keys out of the car. Is that what I do? Do I slam on the? Do I slam on the gas? Do I park the car in the garage when the door is closed, or am I supposed to wait where it's open? But what if there's a car already in the garage? Do I just? full speed pedal to the metal do i just floor it right into the garage even if there's a oh no i stop oh Phew. well it's a good thing you were here to flag me down wave me into the right place i i, I only say that because i saw somebody doing that in a parking lot the other day and i thought what is this this person never parked before you know you could probably i'll bet you you could turn around and close your eyes and not and tie your hands behind your back and i'll bet you I'll bet you they would park just as good, maybe even better than uh, than with your little. Okay, come on, come on, come on, oh, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, speaking of being a dad, I realized last night that I, yeah, it's it's just funny how you start making. Over the last few years, I just I make these like old guy sounds, and it's not even for stuff. I mean, I make the like the standard old guy sounds. You know, like when uh, when I'm going to, to like sit on the couch or get up from the couch and like, you know, that kind of thing. Or I sit down, ah, I hop into bed and I'm like, ah, and it goes on for an hour. 
because I'm just so ah uh, nice cold sheets. What's better than that? Put laying your laying your head to rest after a long hard day of podcasting and staring out the window. Oh God! Speaking of staring at this kid across the way, he just this little guy just sits in the window all day. It looks. I'd say it looks miserable, but I mean, I guess it's his choice to be there. He seems to be enjoying it. I don't know what else. I mean, I'm sure he's looking at me and thinking, wow, that's one cool dude with his microphone set up. That's a cool guy right there. Young fella, you're right. This is a cool guy. This is cool guy central. (laughs) Anyway, but but speaking of cool guy, uh, so yeah, so it's like the regular like old guy like... When I get up out of the couch, down in the, uh, but then I realized the other night I was coming out of the bathroom and I didn't even. I just kind of like. I just sort of I opened the door and grunted, and that's about. I mean, there's I don't know. There's there's few things that I do during the day that are as easy as opening the bathroom door. It's just a it's it's a doorknob and then I can gently pull it open, and and that's it. It just kind of swings open. There's really, I barely even need to pull it. I just, and I, I opened the door and I just was like, ugh. <laughs> like, and I stopped. I'm like, did I just grunt from opening? I just opened the bathroom door with maybe the least amount of effort I've put into anything the, the entire day, maybe the entire week. Nothing as easy as opening the door. And I just grunt. Oh, oh, oh. My old bones, they just, they just don't open doors like they used to. Uh, So that was one of my notes about opening the door. Opening the door is not as easy as it once was in my younger years. Oh, what else, what else, what else, what else? Oh yeah, I got some texts. Uh, Cam Newton. I don't know. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Quick thing on Cam. So Cam Newton, he's on the Patriots now. He had a thing this week where he, like, sat down and he's, you know, he's wearing his little scarf. Uh, Cam Newton on Bill Belichick. Does he have the... Oh, come on. If he'll mesh well. Here we go. So it was Cam Newton... And it's uh, it's Odell Beckham Jr. and uh, Victor Cruz, and it's it's Odell Beckham's show, right? His YouTube show. I think it's I think it's OBJ's YouTube channel. So, anyways, Cam Newton uh, for what nine seasons? He was the quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. Came from Auburn. First uh, first round draft pick. Was he the first pick in the draft in 2011? I feel like he was. Uh, you know, went to the Super Bowl and lost in spectacular fashion. Uh, during Peyton Manning's final game ever to the Denver Broncos back in February of 2016, uh, you know he's 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 had you know he's had a pretty pretty good career. It's been up and down. Um, you know his best years are behind him, or so it seems. But now he's playing for the Patriots, and you know the more that you listen to people talking about it, it just seems like the Patriots didn't have anybody else to pick, and Cam Newton didn't have any any place else to go. So like, hey. You want to come uh, be our quarterback for like super cheap? And he's like, yep, because nobody else wants me. But it's so interesting because he's talking. Cam Newton, you know, he's sitting down smoking cigars, having a, having wine, having whatever with uh, with Odell Beckham Jr. and Victor Cruz. 
And he starts talking about when he got the call or when his agent told him that the Patriots were interested in him. And I thought it was fascinating. Let me see if this is, the, hopefully this is the clip. This is from Odell Beckham's. Hey, my agent hit me. Here we go. I was, you know, no cap. I was working out. It's Cam Newton. like, hey, man, you know, we just got an interest from a team. I'm like, okay, cool. Who? And he was like, New England. I said, I said, hold up. Like, how's, how is me and Belichick going to mesh? You know what I'm saying? Because that was the first thing I thought. Because it's like perception. So I thought that was so odd. It was such an odd thing to say, but I mean, but that's that's Cam Newton because he's a he's a he's a weird guy. Uh, B he's a weird guy. Uh, C Cam Newton loves Cam Newton. There's no question about that. Uh, D am I on D? He also he kind of like. Even at his most sober, he talks the way a lot of drunk people talk at parties where, like, for a second, I'm like, okay, I kind of get what he's saying, and then it just sort of it just sort of goes all over the place. Kind of like this podcast. Cam Newton is the birthday boy podcast of, <laughs> of NFL quarterbacks. I don't know. Because uh, he's talking about, uh, you know, and then he gets the, the perception, perception. And I, I I get it though because he's saying like you know how are we gonna how are we gonna mesh? Cause, I mean Belichick is he's got his you know everything is by the book. It's they got the the Patriots way of doing things, and you know Brady was there for twenty years, and now Brady's off in Tampa, and he's you know he's kind of letting himself loose a little bit, you know, having a little more fun than normal, and he's going on Howard Stern, and he's you know. Just kind of goofy Tom Brady walking into people's houses by accident. He's he's floor he's like Florida Stanley on the office. He's Florida Florida Tommy. He's down there now and he's like, ah, eh, I've done every I've got six Super Bowls. I, I'm a Hall of Famer multiple times over. I could have retired a million years ago and still been just a, an absolute legend, Hall of Famer, the greatest. I am the greatest quarterback of all time, and now I'm just gonna like I'm gonna go try to win another Super Bowl or two here in Tampa. And I'm gonna enjoy this weather, and I'm gonna you know live in Jeter's house, whatever. Well, not Jeter. I mean, he's renting it, but anyway. Uh, so he's kind of like he's off having fun, and Cam Newton's been like you know he's like this big man baby child guy who does the Superman thing and the dab and the you know all all this stuff, and he's running around kind of like a like a jackass. And um, and now he's in a place that doesn't. It's not known for that. The New England Patriots. It's not an organization that's known for having the. You know, yeah, you got Gronk being a jackass. Um, and and so, to me, it's just interesting though that that was his first thought. Like my first thought would have been like, holy shit, I can go play for the fucking New England Patriots. Not that you want to be the guy that follows Tom Brady. You want to be the guy that follows Cam Newton. Cam Newton's going to go there for a year, uh, you know, and maybe maybe he'll have uh, insane success and it'll be, uh, you know, this this whole renaissance of Cam Newton and he'll be back, he'll be in the Patriots for several more years and win Super Bowls. I doubt it. I can't I can't imagine that's going to happen at all. Uh, but but now he's you know, the fact that he went to all these teams when he got, you know, the the Panthers let him go, they cut him and he's pissed about that. And he tried, you know, talked to other teams, and they said, nah, we're good. A bunch of teams, eh, we're good. And then finally, you know, what, three weeks ago, 
He's like, well, I, I got to get somewhere. And the Patriots are like, well, Stidham might not be our guy. He might not be the guy to replace Tom Brady. We got to get somebody. Uh, Cam Newton, he's done some stuff. He's not so great these days, but okay, I guess. So it's like, I think Belichick's like, eh, mm, yeah, I guess, I guess we'll take Cam Newton. Yeah, I guess so. Sure. And Cam Newton's like, well, Belichick, well, he's, that's not my style at all. I think, I think Newton needs a guy like Ron Rivera who could like wrangle him in, in a lot of ways. He's a high maintenance guy, and I think Ron Rivera could like could handle that shit and kind of kind of reel him in a little bit, keep him from you know being too too goofy. And Belichick, I I feel like isn't isn't gonna have a, an ounce of patience for any of that shit. But if Cam Newton is uh, scoring, is throwing touchdowns or running in touchdowns as he as he's known to do, which is also gonna shorten his career. Uh, if they're winning games and winning Super Bowls. Uh, then Belichick probably isn't going to give two shits about Superman and you know, all Dab and all the other stuff that he does. And I'm not either. I just, I tell you, I think I mentioned this, I've tried very hard. I went to the taping of that Graham Bessinger show. I tr- I've tried very hard to like Cam Newton, and I just, even even now, even that he's coming to my team, the New England Patriots, I, I want to root for him, and I want to like him, and then I watch these videos, and... Uh, and he just sounds like a rambling maniac, and I don't know. I hope he I hope he has success because that means the team has success. Blah blah blah. But I just thought it was so weird that he's like his response to get you know after having after having the door slammed in his face by everybody, and then his agent's like, "Hey man, you could go play for the fucking Patriots and fucking Belichick," and he's like, "Oh man, how are we gonna get along? I don't think he, I don't think." Uh, Instead of like, holy shit, not only does a team actually want me, but it's the fucking Patriots. Oh, let's do. But also, look, Cam's a he's a new he's a he's an a, a, what's the what's the state down there? Georgia. He's from Atlanta, playing in the Carolinas, playing in Charlotte. Uh, it's pretty warm weather down there, you know. It's it's the South. Charlotte's not that f- like four hours from Atlanta. He's you know lives in Atlanta. Easy commute to Charlotte. Lives there during the season. All that stuff, you know, he's he's kind of got his thing going on down there. So I'm sure, I'm sure he has zero interest in being anywhere in the Northeast for any more than, you know, the amount of time for, like, the Panthers to come up to New England every few years, every four years, or I guess every eight years, I think, and, and play the Patriots. You know, it's not like Kemba Walker coming from Charlotte up to Boston because Kemba Walker, he's from, uh, you know, he's a New York guy. He went to UConn. He's from where's Kemba Walker from the Bronx, I think. Anyway, so he, you know, he gets it, just like me. I went down to Florida, I went south, and I fucking hated it because it's the south. And uh, and like, you know, when we moved, everybody, everybody in North Carolina, like, oh my god, you're gonna go back, you're gonna go to New England, you're gonna I'm taking a job in Boston. It's so cold up there. I'm like, yeah, and it also doesn't totally suck balls like this place does. So, <laughs> but. If, uh, if any of those people that I knew down there who were born and raised in those areas took a job up here, they'd be fucking miserable, I'm sure. So I get it. So I think for a number of reasons, Cam Newton really has no interest in playing for this team. I think it's just like, okay, but it's a chance to keep myself relevant, make a little bit of a paycheck, and maybe get a second chance. So uh, hopefully he's, you know, according to his own videos, he seems to be taking it seriously. I hope that's the case. I hope so. 
I mean, Jesus Christ. I I uh, I don't know. But it seems like it seems like he doesn't want to be here, and they don't want him here, and it's just like, yeah, well, okay, we're just gonna settle on each other then. It's uh, I don't know. I don't see it going well. I don't see it going. I don't think it's gonna be like this big explosion. I think it's just gonna like it's gonna be. Uh, I, I'm never gonna say the term. It is what it is, but it's just gonna be a thing, and it'll be like it, you know, like Brett Favre on the Jets. I'd be like, oh, yeah, remember that? Oh, yeah, remember when Cam Newton played for the... Pay of course, you know, Brett Favre is a little different. At least you had, like, you know, a, a Hall of Fame quarterback at that time who had won a Super Bowl, and, uh, you know, you got Cam Newton. It's not exactly the same thing, but... Anyway, here we go. It'll be interesting. Uh, so so here's here's more. Here's something that I want to talk to you about. I... Uh, <laughs> Uh, this is just phenomenal. So I signed up to get uh, to get you know using multiple different phone numbers. I signed up to get tickets for for the tr for the Trump rally that was supposed to be what last weekend in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, uh, because this horrible you know superstorm was coming in and it ended up it was it was really bad. It was like uh, it was like partly sunny and then it was partly cloudy and then it was somewhat overcast. So I get why they canceled due to weather. It was definitely a, a weather event if ever there was one. Uh, but I signed up and, you know, signed up for, for a bunch of tickets and then didn't, of course, I had no, no intention of using them. But uh, one of the highlights is, you know, I get texts every day directly, directly from Donald Trump and directly from Don Jr. And directly from uh, the, the, you know, the, the great thinker, Eric. And, uh, and so is everybody else because everybody's doing the same thing. They're just, you know, bombarding these sites with ticket orders and then not showing up. Uh, so here's... This is a great TikTok, uh, YouTube video, TikTok video, I guess, from uh, at fishy, F-I-S-H-I-E dot fish. And she's reading the texts as they are written because they use all caps all the time. And it's just, this is so funny. So when I reserved tickets for Trump's rally, um, I signed up for the, the text that you get because I thought it was funny. And they are so scary. One of the first ones I got was, you want a free Trump yard sign? Offers expires at midnight. The other 19 patriots claim theirs. President Trump's just waiting on you. Get yours now. And today I got another one referring to that one. Free Trump yard sign unclaimed. <laughs> President Trump offered you a free Trump yard sign. Why didn't you accept? There are 10 left. <laughs> ah! President Trump, Donald Jr. and Eric texted you this week and no reply? We need you. Ah! That's at fishy or Uga Booga is also her name. I don't know. I don't get the TikTok very well. No. Uh, anyways, I thought that was hilarious. I thought that was, I thought that was real funny. Um, but I, but I've been getting the same texts and I've been laughing even before that TikTok video. And now I'm getting two different sets of texts. I can't even keep them straight. Uh, but this goes back and occasionally I respond to them. Yeah. You want a free, and it's free as, ca you want a free Trump yard sign. 
Offer expi- And by the way, <clears throat> I'm clearly just, I'm like stealing this girl's bit from TikTok. Although, in fairness, Kimmy and I had been doing this before I saw that video. But, I mean, who can prove that? Mm. Some water. Oh boy, that humidity. When I left for Costco this morning to do some grocery shopping, it was downright cold outside. When the kids and I went to Boston on Wednesday night, it was downright chilly. It was so gorgeous. Oh my god. Yeah, we, I mean, we we covered some, covered about six miles. The kids on their bikes, me walking, Back Bay, Copley, uh, Newberry Street. You know the shopping and all that. The restaurants, past the Prudential, down to the Harvard Bridge. Uh, didn't go across into into Cambridge, but we just we, you know we went down and around Esplanade, bike path, then cut back over. Up to Kenmore Square, over to Fenway, walk down Lansdowne Street. My God, the cask and flagon. Uh, there were two people, two people outside, two whole people, two whole whopping people. Oh, excuse me. And and that was it. I mean, there maybe there were a few people inside, but boy, if you wanna if you wanna go check out Fenway. And have nobody around you and be able to sit comfortably outside. I'm, I'm still not ready to do that. But for anybody who is, uh, man, boy, Wednesday night was the night to do it. It was gorgeous. Yeah, and then went up, you know, lands down, past Fenway, blah, 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 back up. Eh, you know, whatever. Back up to Boylston. Back to the car. Yeah, it was a good, it was a good five or six miles. Good. Uh, I got my steps in. Got my steps. Uh, anyways, what am I talking about? Oh, and then today it was downright cold. It was raining and cold when I left to go to Costco. And boy, the humidity, it's here. That's it. And then this is this is nothing. I'm going to look back fondly on how humid, humid it is out right now uh, by this time tomorrow. And then Sunday and all. It's just, it's just going to be terrible. So anyways, this Trump thing. Yeah. You want a free Trump Yard sign offer expires at midnight! The other 19 patriots claim there's President Trump's just waiting on you. Get yours now! Uh, yeah. President Trump, Don Jr., and Eric texted you this week. And no reply. We need you to beat Biden's mega donors! Six times match active! For 30 minutes! Donate! And then there's a link. On July 8th, reopen our schools. Melania and I are fighting for it. Will you? I want a list of all patriots who are with us. Sign in the next hour! President Trump, I just reviewed the presidential honor roll. Why didn't I see your name? I don't take this lightly, friend. Join now! And then, yeah, free Trump yard sign unclaimed! <laughs> President Trump offered you a free yard sign. Why didn't you accept? There are ten left. Hurry, claim now! In the morning. In the morning. In the morning, will you be the donor who broke an all-time record? President Trump will look for your name. Five times match active until midnight! President Trump, <laughs> my rally, 
My rally speeches are highly confidential. I need your help to prepare for tomorrow, friend. Take the rally pep survey now. Uh, friend, the President of the United States choose you to be the first Trump plantation member. Oh, plantation. <laughs> Freudian slip. I was reading his text. I thought it said plantation. The platinum. <laughs> President of the United States choose you to be the first Trump platinum member ever. And you declined. Last chance. Donate now. For top patriots only. President Trump hand-signed one of our iconic MAGA hats. And he wants you to have it. Donate to win now. Oh, this just goes on. I hand-signed a 2020 MAGA hat at my desk. Brand new. I am giving it away. See the signed hat and enter to win big league. He actually says win big league. Fuck. Thank you. Oh, and I wrote, isn't it pronounced bigly? Thank you. The president appreciates your response. <laughs> president Trump requested your immediate survey to our campaign strategy survey. He wants your opinion first. Friend, take the survey now. President Trump, you're almost there. One more donation and you'll be inducted into my donor hall of fame. This offer only lasts for three hours. Donate now! Uh, oh, this is the best one. I really want to meet you, friend. I've never done this before. For one, for one hour, you can enter three times. Oh, I hope you buy me dinner first there, fella. Or at least, at least pay me off like you did Stormy. I've... I really want to meet you, friend. I've never done this before. For one hour, you can enter three times. Donate and triple your odds. For the first time ever, we'll send you a limited edition Trump Reagan coin set for free. Only 50 made. Donate and get your free set. Eric Trump. Congrats, my father chose you to receive his VIP Patriot three times match. He only gives out one per month. Active for 30 minutes. Donate now. Uh, Confidential, don't share. President Trump requested your input on some key issues. We'll send your answers to his desk in one hour. Take survey now. Take survey now. Well, since you asked so nicely, and by the way, I did take these surveys. I, I don't care about the rest of this. It's, oh yeah, urgent. Urgent! President Trump texted you yesterday. Why didn't you reply, friend? Your mid-month five times match is active for three hours. Donate. No! Trump is hosting a virtual fundraiser next week. He reserved a spot for you, friend. 
He can't wait to see you. Donate. No. Biden wants to abolish the American way of life. We must defend our country. All donations will now be six times matched until midnight. See this? Biden's getting $100,000 checks from liberal mega donors. Fight back! All gifts five times matched to hit our mid-month goal, friend. Wow. Don Jr., you're one of my father's top supporters, and he chose you for a five times match, Jerry. Oh, that's right. I put my name in as Jerry. This is your chance. Donate now for a five times match, friend. So that's fun. That's fun and charming. Just a just a charming group, just a charming family. Oh man. Yeah. Anyway, uh God, it's time to go. Oh, but I have two I have two things I need to share with you first and then we're going to go. And uh my voice is done from that that whole thing just now and I'm not going to do a cliffy call cuz I'm sorry, I'm just not. Maybe I'll maybe I'll pick out an old classic. I know there's like cliffy cheeseburgers and there's stuff, you know. Oh, I got it not not today. Sorry. Sorry, I'm sorry. Uh so Double J my good buddy Double J had his birthday this past week. Well, on the fifth, and uh, Double J and I, we, uh, well, I've known him since he was born. He was born like a month and a week after me, and so he just turned forty a month and a week after I did. Maybe it's a month and two weeks, month and a, whatever. Uh, anyway, yeah. So I uh, I got him a cameo. <laughs> You'll be shocked to find out it was, yes, Kevin Mc, Kevin McDonald, the kids in the hall, uh, and it was maybe the best one yet. Uh, all I did was reveal that Double J is uh, one of my best friends, and he's a great guy. He was the best man at my wedding, and he once pushed me on top of a swimming pool cover, and I almost drowned, which is true. When we were like 14 years old, we would just make videos out by his pool. Uh, at night, just crazy stuff, and uh, the pool cover was on, and I was just standing there, and he just pushed me as hard as he could, and I fell backwards on top of the pool cover. It's a hilarious visual, uh, but the terror that I felt as I landed on the pool cover, and then I felt the whole pool cover as my body went down, the whole pool cover just started to enclose on top of me, and on, on the and it was quite heavy, and it's pulling me down. And uh, it was, yeah, I when they say when people are drowning, you're not going to know it because they're not, it's not like in the movies where they're flailing their arms yelling, help, help, I'm drowning. It's, uh, it's this calmness because you're just trying to like get your head together. And I really thought like, oh my God, this is, you know, what if I go under and he thinks I'm like fucking around and he doesn't come in after me. Uh, and then I realized, oh wait, 
I'm, uh, you know, five foot six at the time, five, 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 four, I don't know. I'm five, seven now, but I, I was about the same height, maybe an inch or two shorter. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is like a four foot deep pool. I could probably just put my feet down and stand up. But I was still worried because the, the pool cover was so heavy. I didn't know if it was going to, it was like on my head. I, I thought, oh my God, that's going to just, the whole thing's going to pull me down. It was hilarious. It's a hilarious video. I almost died. Um, so anyways, I'm going to play you the Kevin McDonald uh, cameo that I got for Double J to celebrate his birthday. And it's just, he's just such a, just, he's, he's a gem. He's such a treasure. Uh, Double J is too. <laughs> uh, Kevin McDonald, however, oh wait, where's the, where's the, yeah, Double J is a treasure. And, uh, and so is Kevin McDonald. And I'll tell you, for what you pay, even if you don't really know much about the kids in the hall, if you go on a cameo and you want to brighten somebody's day, honestly, get Kevin McDonald for $41. He's going to give you two and a half to three minutes. He's going to go on. It's, uh, it's unbelievable. The guy, you know, some of these cameos are like 30 seconds to a minute long and that's about it. This guy goes on for two or three minutes and he has funny stories and he had, I mean, he's, he's a pro. He's a pro's pro. Uh, and Double J, unfortunately, last week lost his grandmother who's 93 years old so that sucks i fucking uh, you know my grandma died two years ago it's it's really just crazy shitty um so i thought this is a you know this will this will kind of brighten his day and he let me know that he's he's watched it quite a few times uh over the last week he said uh i don't know what he said he said it can't cameo continues to lift my spirits thanks again man uh he so that's that's awesome and i'm gonna play it for you right now, here we go. Hello, Double J. What? Oh, by the way, his, he got the name Double J. I may have mentioned this before. We were in eighth grade, uh, probably just a month or two before he pushed me onto the pool cover and I almost drowned. And we were in Myrtle Beach. I went with him and his family, and uh, we were hanging out with some girls who were from my school. And his name's Jonathan, Double J's real name, but he goes by John. I've never called him John. I call him Jonathan. But really, for the last 25 years, 26 years, I've called him Double J. And uh, they wanted to keep the two of us straight because we're both John. So they said, I'm J and he's Double J. And he became Double J and he's been Double J ever since then. It's it's crazy. So I, I said, uh, hey, Mr. Kevin McDonald, can you uh, can you say happy birthday to my buddy, Double J? Hello, Double J. Why is your name Double J? I've stopped my video right away. To, why? I can't hear you. It's a video. Wow, I look old today. And yet handsome. I, anyway, Double J, it's because is your first name start with Jane? Your middle name, John Jefferson Bornstein. I don't know if your last name is Bornstein. And so uh, the, they would call you John Jeff, and then it became Double J. Is that it? I'm really interested. I'll never know. I know. So anyway, Double J, this was booked by John H Hopkins. I guess you can call him Single J. Um, he has no other J, unless his middle name is a J, but then you'd have two double J's and you'd be quadruple J. It, it goes on and on. Um, anyway, um, John Hopkins wants me to wish you, double J, um, um, a happy birthday. So happy birthday. I don't remember the lyrics. Look at me, I'm too old to remember the lyrics. Though I'm kind of handsome. Um, uh, I, apparently you just turned 40. Uh, so I, I, I hope you're not going, I need me my 40, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm old, soon I'll be Triple J, I'll be so old, you're going me forward, my youth is gone. You're a child! Do you know how old I am, Double J? I am, I have to whisper because my stepchildren are upstairs, and I've lied to them about my age. I told them I was 36, which would make me younger than you, which is crazy. <laughs> I'm 36. Oh, 
doing that, I got a cramp. So that's interesting. That was that was the one interesting thing I've done so far is get a cramp on video. So that was your birthday gift. My cramp is your birthday gift, Double J. Enjoy it. All right. Um, I am. Uh, so I have to whisper my age. I don't want the kids to hear. space uh, 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 so you could be my child I could be your father I could be your father I would have had you when I was 19 so I would have had to have a completely different time as a teenager and girls would have had to have said yes when I asked them to go out and I would have had to leave the house every now and then and not just stay home every night and watch Carol Burnett and Sonny and Cher with my mother but, but, but mathematically I could be your father so I don't want any grumbling happy birthday all right John Hopkins goes on he says you're a very nice man who once Pushed him on top of a pool cover, and he nearly drowned. <laughs> I maybe John Hopkins doesn't understand the word of nice, uh, the meaning of the word nice. Um, <laughs> it sounds awful. Uh, double, you know, Double J with a name like that, he's gonna do things like that. Um, uh, well, you were the best man at your wedding. Uh, at his wedding, uh, did you do anything hard? Did you throw him at something on top of something? On the cake or something? No, I'm sure you're a nice guy, Double J. Um, uh, he loves you to death. Um, so there you go. Uh, there's no telling where love go goes. Uh, so happy birthday, Double J. I'm Kevin McDonald, the weakest kid in the hall, and I think I just proved it. Um, per perhaps I should have done this after I woke up from a nap, uh, but I'm old, and I really do need to see a dentist. Got a cramp. That was a good part when I got the cramp. All right, you know what? You, you decide. Well, I'll, I'll sing it. Happy birthday. I remembered even less this time. All right, happy birthday, Double J. You're a child of 40. You're a child. Oh, my God. What a Come on. What a pro. What a pro. How good is that? 40 bucks. 40 bucks. You get... It's not the weakest. He's the funniest kid in the hall, by the way. He's fucking... He's brilliant. Uh, and they're all funny. They're all funny. There's no bad kid in the hall. They're all so good. Uh, but anyways... <clears throat> that's... That's the birthday present for Double J. And, uh, yeah. It was... You know, let's be honest. That, that ended up... That turned into a gift for me, too. Because, uh, yeah. It was just funny stuff about the two of us. And... It's Kevin McDonald, just being Kevin McDonald. By the way, he got back to me with this in like 20 minutes. It's crazy. It's it's awesome. Just I mean, if you want to get a cameo for yourself for for 40 bucks, get Kevin Kevin McDonald. He's so good, man. He's so good. Uh, so that was uh, that was a cameo for the week, and I don't. Uh, hopefully Nate. Uh, hopefully Nate won't mind. Good old Nader, uh, who had his birthday this week on the 15th. Uh, also 40. Everybody's in the 40 club. And, uh, by the way, Shimo, I mentioned this in the podcast, Shimo turned 40 back in March and, uh, and I didn't get him shit. I was going to, I was going to drive out to, uh, to New York and that's the weekend that everything shut down. So it didn't happen. And, uh, that was, that was going to be my gift. And I wasn't really thinking about getting cameos for anyone back in March. And then, uh, you know, and then I did. And, uh, so Shimo, don't worry. I'm going to get you, uh, I'm going to get you a nice cameo from somebody sometime soon. You, you rest assured. Don't you worry. But, uh, for Nate, Nate had his birthday the other day and, uh, I thought it would be nice to get him, uh, good old, good old Mr. Feeney, uh, good old, uh, Bill Danielson. Is it Danielson? I think it's Danielson. Uh, anyways, uh, Daniels. I think it's Daniels. Bill Daniels. William Daniels. We played. Uh, he's he's Kit from Knight Rider. He's Mr. Feeney from Boy Meets World. And so uh, so at like 94 years old or 93 years old, I had Bill Daniels get a nice cameo for uh, for Nate to say Hello, happy Nate. birthday. Let's uh, let's check this out. Hello, Nate. It's Bill Daniels from Boy Meets World. 
I hear from your friend John that your 40th birthday is coming up. That's wonderful. Congratulations. He also tells me that the two of you were like Sean and Corey in high school. <laughs> That's great. To paraphrase George Feeney, when you find true friendship, hold on to it and cherish it because there's nothing finer. So please, stay safe and happy birthday. Very nice. I figure, you know, it's 40th birthday. Everybody's at their 40th birthday. Something special. I, I don't get gifts for anybody ever. And I've, you know... This cameo thing is a cool way to, to get a gift. And uh, and Shimo, I wasn't thinking of it back in March, so I didn't get you one. But I'm telling you right now, just when you least expect it, Shimo, you're going to get a cameo from somebody somewhere down the line. I don't know when, but uh, but it'll it'll happen because I got one for Double J. I got one for Nate. And, uh, yeah, you know, Nate and I, we used to love watching Boy Meets World where we are a regular Sean and Corey, Corey and Sean. And uh, so I thought I thought that would be cool to get Mr. Feeney. And let's be honest, Mr. Feeney is uh, he's he's up there. He's yeah, he's 93 or so. Uh, so I thought, hey, let's let's do let's do this while we still have a chance. The wonderful George Feeney is still with us on this planet, and this have this video to cherish and treasure forever. So, anyways, so that was kind of a cool thing to see. Uh, these cameos are great. I have to start getting these. Uh, yeah, like I said. I have to start doing a doing the GoFundMe thing, so that I can just raise money to get cameos of as many celebrities as possible, uh, telling people to tune into the Birthday Boy podcast. That's what I need to do. Oh, that's that's the that's the coil that holds holds my mic stand up. It's like a horrible guitar. Wow, got to tune those uh, coils. All right. Oh, I like this tune. I know this one. Yeah, drop the beat. Not gonna, not gonna do that. Uh, this is this is the end of the podcast. It's a little a little Johnny Boy original, a little Dacho grooves, taking us out. <laughs> oh man! And by the way, I didn't read Nate's text. Uh, yeah, I read some of Double J's text. He loved it. Uh, Nate did too. Uh, Nate also mentioned that he's he's current on the podcast. Well, let's see. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's current on the podcast. Great stuff, man. Tell Cam I want to buy her album when it comes out. Look forward to the podcast every week. Keep it up. Yeah, and then he he enjoys. Uh, you know, if he said it feels like we're hanging out when I when I do the podcast, which is cool. It feels like that to me too. Even though I can't see it, see or hear a single goddamn one of you, it's it's the same thing. I feel like okay, well, I I don't know who's listening, but I know eventually I have some friends tuning in, so that's cool. Anyway, so Nate, I hope you had a great birthday. Double J, I hope you had a great birthday. Happy fucking birthday! All right, it's time to sign out. You know what? I, I am gonna do a Cliffy call. I'm gonna do one. Fuck it. I think I have one. We'll see how it goes. It's a new character. I'm going to workshop this thing, and we'll see how it goes. So listen, uh, subscribe and all that stuff. Uh, Birthday Boy Podcast on Facebook. 
Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. It's on all of those platforms. If you don't know by now, and you should be subscribed and following if you're not already. I don't know what the hell you're waiting for. Do it! Just do it! Uh, okay. And, uh, what else? Uh, there was something... Oh, Birthday Boy Podcast. Birthdayboypodcast at gmail.com. That's the email. Send me uh, something. I don't know. Feedback. What do you like? What don't you like? What's working for you? What's not? Uh, doesn't mean I'm going to change anything. I just... I like to know. Tell me... Tell me how much you enjoy this. Tell me how lovely I am. All right, it's time to go. Hope you have a great week. Enjoy your weekend. It's going to be balls hot. That sucks. I think this is everything that I wanted to talk about. Did I hit did I cover everything? I do feel like I do feel like I left something out. I always feel that way. Uh Applebee's Yeah, no, I think No, I think it's good. I think I covered everything. There's some other stuff that's not that great though. All right, gang. Have a fantastic week. Thanks for tuning in. Cliffy Call's coming up in just a few seconds. And remember, everyone, positivity is stupid. It's dumb. Kindness? Well, well, that matters. Kindness does matter. With that said, that's going to do it for episode 55 of the Birthday Boy Podcast. I hope you enjoyed what you heard, and I hope you'll come back again to hear more. Have a great week, everybody. And as always, keep tuning in to the Birthday Boy Podcast. Later, Gators.
Cliff. <coughs> yes, hello, Cliff. Cliff, this is your auntie, Cliff, Cliff. Cliff, this is your auntie, Cliff, calling. I don't know how many times I have to keep calling you, my dear nephew. <coughs> Listen, Cliff. There's a bit of a problem here, and I need you to step in. I need you to help me and the family because there's a problem, and I don't want things to get... I don't want things to be escalated, Cliff. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. Cliffy, I gotta tell you, there's nothing like a USA Gold Light 100, Cliff. A Light 100 USA Gold, Cliff. This is, I'm in flavor country. I'm in taste heaven right now, Cliff. And that's what I wanted to, I wanted to call you about that, Cliffy, because you see, there's a problem here. I wanted to, uh, well, I, I've been wanting, I've been wanting to open up a shop late, as of late, Cliff. Oh, oh God, Cliff, I'm so, oh, Jesus Christ, Cliff, what can I say? I just had a whole meal. I'm having my after dinner, a pack of smokes, Cliff, and I just, I thought I'd give my nephew a call because no one can, uh, step in and help out in a crisis like you, Cliff. Of course, that's when you're actually calling people back. I don't know when that's going to happen. I've been sitting here for a long, long time waiting for you to call me, Cliff, and I don't know when that's going to happen. I sit here all day in Winston-Salem. I smoke my Winston-Salems. I, I smoke my USA Gold Light 100s, Cliff, and I don't know when exactly I'm going to hear from you, okay? So there's a problem there, but if you could call me back as soon as you you can, Cliff, uh, because here's the thing, Cliff. Here's the thing. Of course, you know, your Uncle Cliffy DDS, Dental Cliff, as some of us call him sometimes, Cliffy. Uh, not to be confused with your Auntie Cliff, who's me, your Uncle Cliff DDS. You have so many uncles, I thought it was about high time that your Auntie called you, Cliff. You never get calls from your from your aunties. It's not like you just have 75 uncles and no, no female members of the family aside from your grandma mother. It's a little ridiculous if you ask me. <sighs> oh, yeah, Jesus Christ, that's good. Oh, man. I am the picture of health, Cliff. Anyways, any hoozle, Cliff, I want to talk to you because I, uh, Uncle Cliffy DDS, of course, he has his dental practice called Mouth Pleasures, Cliff. And, of course, your, uh, your Uncle Cliffy Cheeseburgers, he has his uh, computer repair shop called Mouse Pleasures, Cliff. Well, here's the problem, Cliff. I wanted to open my own shop called Mouth Pleasures, and I wanted to sell all the finest brands of cigarettes, Cliff. You know, uh, menthol light 100s, uh, USA gold light 100s, Cliff, uh, Winston-Salem light 100s, you know, all the best light 100 cigarettes, the classiest cigarettes for the classiest broads in all of North Carolina and all of Winston-Salem, Cliff, which is, of course, as you know, that's where we're from, Cliff. Uh, but the problem is, of course, your Uncle Cliffy DDS Dental Cliff has his mouth pleasures and he's Gonna, he says he's gonna sue me if I open up my mouth pleasures. Well, here's the problem. I, I, I've been having my mouth pleasures has been my game long before that son of a bitch was even born. Long before even, long before he even had teeth in his mouth, let alone a goddamn dental practice, Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, anyway, any 
Yo, Zol Cliff. Listen, I, I, so I want you to try and talk to your Uncle Cliffy DDS. Uncle Dental Cliff. I want you to call Dental Cliff and tell, tell him that uh, he needs to change the name of his practice because mouth pleasures is my game. I'm all about the mouth pleasures, Cliffy. Uh, you know, so the only, I want people, the only thing that anyone should be associating with, the only Womack I want associated with mouth pleasures is your Auntie Cliff. That's the only one who should be, anyone should even be thinking of when they think of mouth pleasures. And I want to open my smoke shop. I want to call it mouth pleasures. I want everyone to picture me when they think of pleasure in their mouth. Okay, Cliff? I don't know what your Uncle Dental Cliff's problem is. At least Cliffy Cheeseburgers had the decency to go into the computer business so he could open up mouse pleasures. But this goddamn son of a bitch, Uncle Dental Cliff of yours, as he's encroaching in my turf, because the only way the mouth pleasures, that's all me, baby, that's all me. Auntie Cliff is all mouth pleasures, as you know, Cliff. And I don't need to tell you, I don't need to tell anyone, everybody knows, they've been known for years, everyone knows it all the time, that's my thing, is mouth pleasures. <laughs> Excuse me, Cliffy boy. Anyways, it's your auntie, Cliff. I want to open my mouth pleasures, okay? So could you give me a call? In fact, give your dental Cliff, Uncle Cliffy Dental, a call. Tell him he needs to shut down, sh close shop, close the mouth pleasures. That's not his game. That's my game. I'm mouth pleasures. I'm Mrs. Mouth Pleasures, and everyone in Winston-Salem knows it, and so does he. He knows better than anyone that it's my mouth pleasures. That's my thing, Cliff. So call me back. Call dental Cliff. Let's get this whole mouth pleasure thing squared away, okay? Because mouth pleasures equals Auntie Cliff. I am mouth pleasures. Mouth pleasures are us. Mouth pleasures is me, okay, Cliff? All right, it's your Auntie Cliff, dear. Call me soon, Cliffy. <laughs> <laughs>